marry um these girls are marrying each other and you could just see him like oh god sorry sorry it was brilliant i do just enjoy the penny drop and i probably shouldn't enjoy it so much it's probably cruel hello and welcome to this week's episode of tea with the morale queen with me your morale queen millie armstrong clark this week i am talking to the lovely the hilarious katie d she's here to tell us about her experience with stand-up being a gay diplomat, feeling pressure to be a role model when she's a self-described big dafty, and what it's like to be a woman in a male-dominated industry. It's really interesting, we talk a lot about imposter syndrome, which I know a lot of women have experienced this, myself included, when you feel like you don't really fit anywhere, and it's a weird feeling when you get a role doing something and you feel like oh this isn't me what am I doing even though you might be doing the job perfectly well but it's really interesting to know that other people feel the same so stay tuned for this week's episode here we are Katie D welcome to the show Katie D hello 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 thanks for having us on oh, um, no worries. it feels risky doesn't it risky <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Are you all right today? I am. I'm good, thanks. Um, I've got a week off work, which is nice. Oh, lovely. It's my birthday at the end of the week. Oh. And I started the day with um, a round of tennis, which was nice. And a little run straight after because I needed, or I felt I needed to have um, a bit of a challenge during lockdown to make sure that I do get my ass out running. Um, ah. So I've signed up to the Great North Run solo. So it's 40 runs between now and what would have been the 40th Great North Run, which I did have a place in. So, ah. um, yeah, it was a bit of a pathetic run this morning, but I played tennis, but tennis isn't a run, so, you know, what do you do? Oh, that's good. Blimey, I feel well lazy. I haven't done anything. And you've been doing if you, you hear me sounding out of breath, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> It's not natural to me, I, I promise you that. Oh, well done, that's good. So you are oh, you were meant to be in the Great North Run this year? Yeah. Oh, it's disappointing. So, well, pros and cons, really, pros and cons, because I would have been like, it's the same every time, to be honest. So I'll sign up, and I'm like, yeah, I love it. I've done it, I think, seven or eight times. Oh, wow. And I'm aiming for ten before I'm four. So, this oh, being put that? off is a bit of a spanner in the works, but I think I'll pull it off in my 40th, 40th year, so that'll be all right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, it'll be brilliant. It's a great day out. It's a really good thing to train for. You raise loads of money for charity, blah, blah, blah. And then about a month to six weeks before, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do it. I'm like, you've done it before. Yeah. The inner monologue goes on, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm always sure I'm going to die um, during it. Oh. But that's just, that's the equivalent of me um, Googling, like, why have I got a sore thumb and finding out, like, it's going to fall off. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's extreme and ridiculous. <laughs> but I do love it each time. Oh, they, I've not I've not run it, but I've been to the finish line because my mother-in-law does it a lot. Um, and, yeah, it's a good atmosphere. It's so good. I think it's more tiring for you guys watching, to be honest. Oh yes, I'll take credit for that. I'm... Like seriously <laughs> though, because <laughs> uh, like all that hanging around at the end and like sort of looking for people, and 
Yeah. Have you seen them? Have you missed them? And then you go, all right, well, if I don't see you by whatever time, I'll see you by the flag with the letter D, for example. Mm. And then you think, oh, well, I'll go by the letter D, but actually you thought, no, I'll go with your first name, not your surname. And it all gets a bit stressful. And then you queue for the ferry for three hours and, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a good day. I'd out. rather run it. Would you? I'd rather run back to the start. <laughs> the worst <laughs> yeah. The worst bit for me was the um, getting out, the driving out. Yeah. Chock a block. Totally mental that day. Um, well done for so, yeah. easier stick. run it there you go oh, get yeah. self-entered <laughs> yeah, I know because my husband and mother-in-law were going to do it this year and uh, yeah I was just going to go and watch but next year I should I should definitely I need to get fit again I'm I'm so lazy at the minute just it's easier in it though yeah lazy. I know and you just feel worse in the long run don't you but oh True the biscuit that. barrel's calling oh it is I can hear it <laughs> 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 have you got a cup of tea at the ready? I forgot to ask. Do you know what? I haven't. I've got some water though. Ah. I'm, I'm replanning from me me uh, ridiculous activity, but I do love a cup of tea. Oh, I really good. Do. do you know what? I'll let you off because you've been exercising. That's fine. I'll let you off for not having a brew. What? How I'm hot as well? Really hot. Yeah. Still. How um how do you have your tea? Well, should we talk about what from literally conception to delivery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole works. Okay, so mug, I think, is really important. Oh, it you is. You've really got to get that right, haven't you? Yeah. So normally I'd go for just a sort of standard size mug. Um, you can probably knock it out of the park in 10 minutes, that sort of size mug. <laughs> but what I've noticed in in the times that I've been working from home and, and all that jazz, um, I found a, a tankard, um, like a ceramic tankard, that my mum had got us a few years ago for Christmas. She had a bottle of Guinness in, so it's a nice sturdy pint of Guinness tankard. So I've been Ooh. using that um, as the mug, and it's delightful. Keeps it warm. Oh, that sounds more like than ten good. minutes worth of tea. Yeah, really, really. It's oh. a special mug. Nice. I like that a lot. And then the Yorkshire tea oh, is obviously yeah. the go-to. Definitely. Is that on your yeah. regime as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be Yorkshire tea. Uh, is it gold or is it hard? Um, do you know regular? what? Is it oh. biscuit flavoured? I can't get away with that. I'm not going to try it. I've, I have tried it. It is quite nice, but it's not the sort of thing you can drink like a few times a day. I think it's just right. like a now and then, like, oh, go on then. All oh, right, okay. But yeah, it's it's nice, but you can't beat just the standard one, I think. I don't think so. Josh. I've got. Um, no, no sugar. I'm no sugar. Not. Oh, you knew what I was gonna say. Do you have... <laughs> <laughs> have you tried the gold one though? I, I have, but I can't really remember what the difference was. Mm, it's. I just know it's not for me. Um, but what was what was different about it's it? It's just really strong compared to the other one. Is it? So if you were doing a pot of tea, for example, it's riveting listening, isn't it, for anyone who's <laughs> tuned in? This is what you're looking for from a tea podcast, isn't it? Yeah. So this is what material. I want to hear. So <laughs> give the, give the person what she wants. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's on edge now. Like God, what happens if you do a pot of tea? If you do a pot of tea with one, for example, one gold tea bag, yeah, then I think it'd be fine for up to three and a half people. What three and a half? Yeah, yeah, wow. not four. <laughs> 
So maybe three, so, three adults and a five-year-old. That... Yeah, three adults and maybe a child. Yeah. Or someone who really likes it milky, which is not me. No. Do you ever just a bit of milk? A bit of milk, but then I used to have this thing where if I was having a really bad day, I'd just treat myself with a little bit extra milk and it would turn the day around. Really? Work that out. Give you from? a bit extra calcium. <laughs> I don't even like milky tea, but it just works. Maybe it's oh, nostalgia. Really? Oh. Baby you know, tea. Yeah, when you go to someone's house, because I used to drink tea as a kid, and they always think, oh, you're a kid, so you'll definitely want it milky and sweet. And <laughs> that is not the case, I'll tell you. No, no, it's not. Oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, sugar is as uh, addictive as crack or something, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I think it is. I've yeah. heard. Yeah. <laughs> with rats anyway. Might not be yeah. the same with adults. They know. always do tests on rats as if we're the same. We're not all the same, are we? I mean yeah. there are some right little rat bag folks out there, but I think it's a hard <laughs> it's a harsh comparison in life really, it isn't is. it? Oh well, yeah. I don't know. Like they're like, Oh, we wanna test this out for humans. I'm not right to my MP. Get a rat in. <laughs> yeah, why? What, does anybody know? Right in. I say yeah. right in like it's um, blue Peter. Pen yeah, <laughs> yeah, pen and paper. Right in. Why do the test on rats for human things? Because we're not the same. This is fair discuss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> surely, surely, what a rat could have, I couldn't have. I'm sure about that. You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. But then again, they do say don't eat rat poison. So. Yeah. Um... Hmm. Maybe uh, do you know what one of my favourite films is? The Witches. Have you ever seen it? Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. Probably my favourite Rod Ah, oh, Favourite one of my favourite films, yeah. Yeah, it's great. High five on that one. Yeah. <laughs> they turn the little boy into a rat. I love that bit. Such a good film. When she takes her mask off and she's just like got the biggest nose and longest fingers and love it. It's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Truly brilliant. <laughs> I watched it a couple of years ago, and I was thinking, oh, well, it aged well. And actually, I think it has. Oh, it like, encapsulates yeah. childhood and the creepiness of um, old doll books. Yeah, no, it's good. I like that and the twits. That is good. That's a good one. Right. So you're just thinking of the uh, the witches. Um, you know, like when you go into a freezer department in supermarkets? Yeah. And you see people um, like wearing gloves when they're putting... The stuff away. Oh, and yeah. my mum was telling us that when I was a kid, I would be like, they're a witch. And my mum was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that about that nice lady. And I was like, no, she's wearing gloves. Why is she wearing yeah. gloves? Good point. <laughs> In the minute, there's loads of people wearing gloves. It must be witches. Mm. Mm-hmm. I always think that works. Oh, yeah, definitely. I always think when I see a group of old women go into, into the bingo or something, I think they're witches. You know, when the congregate together. <laughs> Definitely witches. Yeah. I know, I know these things. Can't be too careful, can you? If you see it on a film, it's definitely happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got the inspiration from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how how has your um, lockdown experience overall been? Have, have you been working or have you just been chilling? Yeah, yeah I've been working. So, um, funnily enough, it was about a fortnight before lockdown that I started a new job um and then all of a sudden it was sort of packed off home and like uh yeah sorry you're not going to be able to meet um all of your team so uh 
yeah, great. Um, so that was a bit odd, Aww. but do you know what? The wonder of video calls and oh, teams yeah. and all that has been good. Um, but yeah, the day is just more intense working from home, I think, because you know, normally, like in a workplace, you'd go and get a cup of tea and you'd have a little chat. Yeah. Or on the way to the toilet, you'd see someone and they'd maybe ask you something, or when you go and sit at your desk, someone would say something just over the desk. And yeah. now it's like, you're at your desk and if you're going to converse with anyone outside of your bubble like you've really got to mean to haven't you you can't yeah. just go how are you doing yeah no do you see the football yeah nightmare all right catch you later <laughs> like none of that is there it's just bang work 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 yeah um, i'll see what you mean yeah so that's, i mean it's, i'm really lucky to be at work through lockdown um, oh yeah that's a good way of looking at it really because a lot of people have lost their jobs haven't they Exactly, and uh, I, I can be more lucky in that respect. But um, yeah, it's just different, isn't it? When mm. when you haven't chosen the lack of freedom, then it's, it's a different story. Yeah. But, um, I should probably start dressing up for work again, though. Um, <laughs> joggers and stuff. Sometimes oh, just yeah. pyjamas, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, oh, I bet that's most people. Who's actually getting fully dressed up in a suit and things? I'd like to know. It was funny you should say that. I was watching, watching. I was like reading LinkedIn news updates. Some of them are quite insightful. Some of them are balmy, and one of them was like, "Oh, um, how do you how do you dress for work now? You went from home," and some guy. I'm sure he was lying, or, or he's a bit of a bit of a dick. <laughs> you just you decide. You be the judge on this one. <laughs> um, he says that he keeps um, a shirt on standby so you can just pull it on and if which is kind of fair enough because you think if you've got quite a, a serious meeting and, and you want to almost put your your armor on which is i guess this guy's shirt oh, in yeah. modern times um but he also keeps a suit as well and a tie next to his laptop what? now i think that's bullshit who's doing that that's exactly no. who is doing that he's probably wearing his joggers on the bottom though I hope he is, because you've, you've probably seen some of the videos about people not being aware that they're, they're on video and they've had, like, no trousers on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, Which bloody, what's his face? It's for everyone. Nigel Farage. Not involved. Need to Ooh. not think about that, actually. No, let Put me off not. my tea. But... <laughs> yeah, don't spoil the tea. <laughs> Real one of tea drinking. Yeah, don't, you need to just think nice thoughts when you're having it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Do not mess that up. Um, so when I met you, you would um, it was at a stand up gig and how what yeah. month was that? I don't know. Months are just. You know what? That was probably not long before lockdown because it was just before I started my new job. Probably yeah. Do you so, know what? I've lost yeah. track. Of, was it February or I don't know. Yeah, we'll say it's February. About yeah, it would have been actually. Yeah. I've just can't believe it's July. I've no idea what days are. But um, I really liked your set. I thought it was really good. Um, I especially liked the the whole thing about if you've not got a man in the house, you can't open jars. <laughs> but yeah. I thought it was really it was really relatable things because I will literally like because I'm like I'm a strong independent woman. I don't need yes. a man to help me. And I'll literally be in the kitchen in pain. And then Rob, my husband, will be in the other room and he'll be like, do you want me to open it? I'll be like, no, it's fine. And my hand's crippled. And I, yeah. Down with the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I can do it. Do, do you want to know a secret? Or you might already know, it's probably not a secret. But if you yeah. use like a, a, um, a bottle opener to stab the top of a jar, then the pressure disappears and you can oh, open it dead really? easy. That's your last resort, mind. Oh, right. If there's really no men about. <laughs> yeah. There's no men but for miles. But do just stand at the window waiting for a nice strong man to go Help me, sir. <laughs> That's a good tip. I sometimes will resort to yeah. the washing up glove. Keep going on the QT. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. That is a good, good tip. Because I'm a big fan of pickled items, so I do like a jar of gherkins now and then. Oh, yeah, they do jazz up most meals, not all, most. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought, yeah, I thought you everything you were saying was really. Um, I thought this is good. You know, when someone's just like bang on with like relatable things. And yeah, I did like, I keep it real? Yeah, you were keeping it real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the uh, thing about not getting up for work in on time, just having a wet white wash. Big fan. <laughs> a North Shields wash. Oh, that was it? Yeah, North yeah. Shields. <laughs> As I like to call it. <laughs> Wet white wash sounds a little bit more acceptable, potentially. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another perk of lockdown, actually, is that um, you don't have half an hour, 45 minutes to drive anywhere. You can have another half hour in bed in a 15-minute shower and just don't turn the webcam on when you're speaking to people. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, no, good point. Because when I've been doing these, I haven't done a video one yet. And I, sometimes before I think, oh, I need to clean my teeth and change my toppings. And then I'm like, oh, no, I don't, because I can't see or smell me. So it's fine. <laughs> Did you do that this morning? Um, well, I do always clean my teeth. You can, like. That sounds like I'm really scruffy. <laughs> but I, like, Frank, obviously, like I say, I like a pickled item. I don't want to smell like pickled mm-hmm. onions. So, but it's fine. I can smell it through the microphone, actually. (laughs) Now you've come to mention it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the the beauty of podcasts. I'm looking like an absolute scruff at the minute. But, um, so you, when you said, when I was asking you about, um, potential subjects, um, you said one of them was being a gay diplomat. Yeah, this is a funny one. Yeah. do you know what I mean by it? Well, I don't know. What, what do you mean by diplomat? Um, this so, is, I sh- I'll edit this out so I'll sound dead intelligent. And I'll just be like, yes, I do know. No, keep it real. Yeah. Keep it real. No one really knows. No one truly yeah, knows. Go on, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. All right. Okay. So, you know, temper that level of intrigue with, with some some caution. Um, <laughs> I always find, and I think this, this comes with some of the stuff that I do in stand-up, was... Um, when you don't maybe look if there's such a thing or to the common person or the great British public, you don't maybe look like you're a, you're a gay, um, then they make assumptions about you. And then when you yeah presented with a question um, and you're like, oh, there's always that kind of thought process flow where you go, they, they say something about your husband because they're like, wedding ring or whatever mm. and you think mm, right I could go option A which is in you know create a, a fake husband <laughs> or you could go with 
option B and actually call them out and be like, don't be so assumptive. And then um, like the gay diplomat route. Uh, so sometimes there's time for that. Sometimes there is. Yeah. You can almost build a hilarious picture of a fake husband. Um, <laughs> if there isn't really time for going, look, actually, you've, you've, you've misassumed what's going on here. Um, actually, it's a wife and blah, 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 blah. But when it's... Um, when it really doesn't matter and I think I can have a bit of a laugh with this um, ridiculous husband then I will sometimes do it because um, <laughs> I can't help myself but yeah the diplomat route is, is the preferred option obviously because ah. um, it's all about undoing the stereotype it's all about educating yeah. and making people feel more comfortable so that's the involuntary gay diplomat role that sometimes happens yeah do you find so from when you're tiny like a little girl um people are always going to you like oh have you got a boyfriend out there it's just the yeah. like the go-to I don't thing know what to say, ask that. Yeah. and I don't know why um and sometimes like even I'll like catch myself doing it and I'm like no this isn't why why am I saying this you know it's just, why and where yeah I know what you mean like to my little nieces and things it's main, it is mainly to wind them up because they're always like uh no um but it is just like the like the sort of inbuilt thing people say and like they're just and it's and then when you and then if you are with someone the next thing's generally like when you're getting married or when you're having kids and people are always asking and also presuming that you want a certain thing yes yeah there's very much a template isn't there that yeah not necessarily wrongly people want to kind of fit you in because it's what they know but um yeah yeah it's it's quite funny, and I, I do get quite playful with it when, uh, like, some assumptions are made. Mm. Um, I was just thinking that, like, there was a couple of times that really stick out, and it was when we were wedding planning, and the first one was we'd went to this wedding fair, and it was really nice, and um, I suppose we were probably a bit nervous about having to, like, come out to every stallholder that we engaged oh, with, yeah. and whether there'd be any, like, issue with it. And this was probably around the time of civil partnership rather than marriage. So it was all, like, quite new generally. Yeah. And uh, it was a lady from um, a very well-known um, shop that will never be knownly undersold. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh, right, so looked looked at my now wife and said, when are you getting married? And she was like, oh, I'm 28th of May. And then she looked at me and went, are you getting married? And I was like, yeah, I am actually. And she went, and when are you getting married? And I was 28th of May. And then she was like, oh, double wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go. Huh? Oh. Doing that, like, which way do we go? Because actually, we just want to know about, like, what service you can provide on wedding lists and stuff. We didn't yeah. end up having a wedding list in the end anyway. But um, yeah. when, she, when she realised that, um, I think it was... Uh, the missus just went, oh, actually, we get married to each other. And you could just see her, like, going, uh, does not compute, does oh. not compute, and, like, melting in front of us. And I started laughing because I just, like, found the whole scenario hilarious <laughs> that it would be, like, well, I'm just thinking roughly what time it would have been. So it would have been, like, 2012, 2013, something like that. And, um, you know, it's not particularly like the 1960s where it's shocking anymore, is yeah. it? Who knows? No. And um, 
she went, do you know what? That's totally fine. That is, that's completely fine. We we can deal with this. It's 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 fine. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I know it's fine, and I'm probably like staring her in the face, which is probably a bit cruel because she, she realised um, she made assumptions, oh. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I'm hooked onto this now. I'm gonna make you sweat more. <laughs> so that was a bit fun. And then there was another time when we'd went to, well, actually we booked the wedding and um, we were going to be the first couple married there um, because we just got the license, so it was oh, a little wow. bit exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really nice. And um, we went along to the wedding fair, which was about know, a few months off before us getting married. And um, there was a brewery there, a local brewery, and sadly I don't think they're trading anymore because I really wanted to do stuff with them. Um and they were saying, so, oh, you're here at the wedding fair, you get married soon. I'm like, yeah, we get married. And um, she said, oh, I quite like whatever ale they had in front. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? And um, he went, so, uh, is the groom interested? And I was like, well, no, again, that decision tree of hilarious groom who's a total handful um or complete opposite no he doesn't drink he's really serious um or actually no and i thought nah do you know what? i'm going down there this is where i get married this is my territory now um and then again just making him sweat and he was like well and he just didn't get it time after time after i was like just going well actually no um i haven't got a groom um, I've got a wife and he was like ah, yeah of course you have yeah <laughs> uh, and actually I, I wouldn't be doing this for for my partner be doing it for me um, and she was like oh well yeah I mean why do the grooms have to have all the fun like you girls can drink sometimes as well we do halves and I was like ah, I can't unpick this I can't unpick this it's not funny anymore I'm not in control oh, no. of the situation oh god <laughs> And then he's like, his sidekick who was helping him with the stall kind of edged over because I talked to him separately. And he was like, um, like Barry, I'm assuming his name was Barry. Barry, um, these girls are marrying each other and uh, it's legal these days. So uh, you might want to think about that. And you could just see him like, oh, God, sorry, sorry. Oh. It was brilliant. I do just enjoy the penny drop and I probably shouldn't enjoy it so much. That's probably cruel. No, <laughs> it sounds funny. Um, I mean, it's not funny that um, people are that awkward, but you, your explanation of it's funny. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what um, these fake husbands that you've made up? What sort of things do you say? It depends on how far I think I can push it. Like it's always like a really blokey name. Like I say, like like Barry or Dave or something <laughs> like that. And, yeah. And uh, or Chris. We've had a Chris before. <laughs> Um, he he was sort of quiet, but he was quite controlling, oh. um, and I was quite bossy with him. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember when I, I first started uh, a job in in banking, and um, I totally hated me first like week, and I was like, I'm not going back. I hate it, and then I was there for like fifteen years. Oh. Um, not in the, the same job I'd moved around, but mm. still, <laughs> the principal stood at the time. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, you can just go and do your own thing at lunchtime to like be part of the team. It was like, oh, you, you go and you go and have food in the canteen with the people you work with, which was you know fine, but um, they weren't exactly I would say the kind of people you, I'd choose to knock about with. Yeah, 
but they were very friendly anyway in terms of come to lunch so I was like right okay so I went down and um, they got the same dinner every day which was uh, chips and gravy like <laughs> textbook every yeah. single day oh god and I think I went to get like a salad and that was like that threw them off completely they're like what, what are you doing getting a salad for (laughs) (laughs) and uh so anyway it went got me crazy salad sat down and um they started like the interview process you could call it interrogation interview i'm not sure so where do you live no shields all right who do you live with live on my own oh my god honestly like the chips weren't cold for a few minutes oh. when they, they got to grips with that are you not scared on your own <laughs> no <laughs> no i'm not um oh, right so have you got a boyfriend then and again this was probably when i was less comfortable being open like i couldn't really care now like yeah there's a lot of legal protections in place and i can i can be quite forthright in what i say yeah and it's good. all fine whereas then it was like um oh uh uh, uh, they might hate me and that might be okay and I'm just going to be quiet it's like oh um do you not have a boyfriend yes I do have a boyfriend because you've melted out the fact that I live on my own and <laughs> eat salad um, for lunch. <laughs> madness uh, <laughs> so the boyfriend became um Chris well why is he not living with you oh well he's um he's away at university which is actually where my now wife was yeah um and so that was a bit of truth. What's he called? Oh shit! What did I call him? And that was Chris. <laughs> that was when Chris came along. Um, well, what does he do? He's a student. All oh, right. Well, that was enough. Like, oh, oh student. Oh, at university. Oh my god. Um, and yeah, uh, it'd be like, oh, like as the banter increased over time. Oh, but yeah, Chris is going to give you a right good scene here this weekend. What? <laughs> oh, god. Is, there, is this in a job interview? <laughs> No, no, this was just like the what felt like an interview at lunchtime. Oh, right. Oh, my God. I was thinking, it, oh, <laughs> oh, so they were just like like asking you questions. Interrogation. Oh, my God. Yeah. That sounds yeah. oh, What? And I, I sort of could laugh at some of it at, at that point, I suppose. But yeah, the whole like, what? I think you're going to melt if you find out that actually I'm with a girl and a boy. Oh, my God. Did you tell them in the end? Um, a few of them left because the, the, they were quite young and it was probably the first job and it wasn't really like what they were looking for. So I just didn't bother with them. And then, yeah, as time passed, um, I was like, oh, yeah, Emma. And they're like, oh, is it not Chris? No, it's not. It's always been Emma. Oh. <laughs> and you could see them going, oh, yeah, probably being a bit of a dick. But then oh. Oh, they might have thought, why well, should being funny like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's funny. And this was it's this funny. quite a while ago then. Yeah, this is this is as I say probably about fifteen years ago now, oh, sixteen well, yeah. years ago. But um, so do you find now that it's more like you just straight away just say, "Oh, it's Emma." Yeah, yeah, totally now. Because again, like I say, I feel more. It takes a bit of time, I suppose, to feel more comfortable, and I think a lot of things changed as well around like acceptance and all that sort of stuff and um at the time like my mum really wasn't okay at all uh that, that was that was pretty awful for a long time Aww. so now like yeah you can get married and you're not civil partnered it's not different now yeah. that it's a, a protected thing under the equality act which is a really cool wow, act. Like, I did good. a lot of uni so i maybe get too excited by statutes but um that's a really cool thing and just knowing that actually 
it is okay and you are supported by the state. Um, that's then really it just good, makes yeah. things even better. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Got so a bit deep there, didn't we? No, that's good. So if, <laughs> so if anybody was prejudiced, you'd have an actual route to go down. Legal. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's no, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's how it should it's be. It's a really cool act, though. Like, if you're ever inclined to read an act for statute before bed or whatever, yeah. um, it's a really cool one. Because um, a lot of characteristics, which it's a really well written law, which is another thing, but a lot of characteristics are protected. So, technically, you know, I'm like the last bastion of mocking people on characteristics is maybe like because you wear glasses, but you haven't got like a, a medical kind of reason uh, yeah like you're not blind or something mm. or you've got for example ginger hair then actually on a technicality you would be protected by that act which is an oh, eye opener when um, that's oh, right so it covers covers a lot of areas then <laughs> yeah it does wow really good and what's it called what the act it's called the equality act 2010 oh that's really i don't know if it's been amended a few times since but um yeah yeah it's really cool your favorite bit of law yeah. Was interested. So basically, uh, people on a building site probably break them all. Yeah, completely. <laughs> completely. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to have a look at that. No, that's really interesting. Um, so and you, you also... shout that back at the builders when uh, <laughs> yeah. <say> something hilarious. <laughs> you said that um, you feel a lot of pressure to be a role model when you're really a big dafty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, so there's the, the, the gay diplomat is a thing, um, but I think you can play with that as much as you like, but, um, so I work in a really male-dominated industry, and um, there's probably a little bit less of it now, but when I first started, so I work in cyber security, mm. by day and by night, comedy clubs, <laughs> although I just haven't done any comedy since lockdown, which is a bit sad, but Yeah, no, anyway. it's sad. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a bit about like, oh look, um, like she's the girl in tech, um, she's representing these people, and um, oh, and she's a gay too. Oh my god! So I always think, well, not in a big-headed way, but there are people looking up to you. Um, yeah. So maybe I should be a role model, and then you think about what a role model is, and am I really that role model? Is does that really exist? And am I doing it? Oh my god, I'm failing, and then you get a bit of imposter syndrome as well, don't you, from that? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think yeah, I find that a lot with things. Basically, anything I do, I feel like, what is this me? But even if it's something that you you know you're good at and you're happy with. I think a lot of people feel that, don't they? It's a weird one. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of people talk about the imposter syndrome now, which is yeah. good, because yeah. it kind of helps you understand it rather than let it be a demon. Um, yeah. I did a, a few like presentation bits on this to like women in tech sort of networks, and um, it's amazing how many people who have even heard of it haven't really thought about what it means to them. And... Um, it was funny enough. It was discovered in the seventies by a pair of female, um, I think they were psychologists, and um, the stats then were when they did all their studies, at roughly seventy, I think it's seventy three percent or seventy percent something like that, of people, like, are suffering from a form of imposter syndrome. Really? Wow, like, that's yeah. high. 
Gosh. Isn't it? Yeah. And um, it's more prevalent in females too, which oh. is which is a thing. But um, when I've done that presentation, I, and I go, put your hand up if you felt this way. And literally, I, textbook, it's around about 70 to 70 in the room, put the hand up. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. So science is definitely true. It's weird yeah. though. Yeah, because when you feel like that, you feel like it is just you and everybody else is comfortable being yeah, doing whatever they're got doing. It sorted. Yeah, I know that's um, because yeah, when I've um finished uni, I I got um not immediately, but a bit after I got I started getting really bad panic attacks because I was just like mm. I don't know what I'm doing, and I think that was part of the whole, just yeah, impossible. Well, you were a graduate now; these other things, yeah. No, it's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because you feel like your life's going to be sorted when you fi- like you're at uni. When I finish, I'll be fine. And then different stages, you keep thinking, "Oh, I'll be all right after this." Mm. But yeah, it's um, it's good when you when you feel comfortable just being you, being yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of that, like a lot of that comfort, comes from comedy in a way. Have mm. you found that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, because you can just be whoever you want to be and that's celebrated rather than... You don't have to hide anything. No, you can make a joke out of most things, can't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) and then people don't want you to pretend to be something, they just want to see you, which is nice. Um, It is nice. What made you decide that you just wanted to give it a go? Um... Sometimes I wonder this. Um, <laughs> do you know? Do you know what it really was? I probably fancied it for a while, but just thought, when we daft man, you you think you're hilarious and you're not. Um, so pipe down, and then uh, <laughs> you know the the ultra comedy people who do like ultra boxing and oh, all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, so there was an advert came up on Facebook saying, "Do you fancy having to go at stand up? This is your, your place to do it." get a bit of training then you're, you're going to be on at the stand and I was like oh the stand in Newcastle that's amazing Aww. um I thought no you're not funny like jog on so scroll away a few days later came up again and the missus was like oh no it's just staring at that do you fancy mm-hmm. it like, nah nah I mean it seems like a good laugh but no and then um I thought about it and I thought, oh, go on, why not? And again, um, I hadn't got a place in the Great North Run that year. And I normally try and do something um, every year. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to that weird bit because it's near my birthday as well. But anyway, um, so yeah, I just thought, yeah, have a crack, see what you think. Um, go along for the first night. And if it's for you, then great. If it's not, well, what have you lost? Like yeah. an hour of your time. Mm. So went along, um, thought it was a good bit of crack. Quite enjoyed the... The five minutes that you had to introduce yourself and why you were there and um it was a good bunch and then did that and i didn't really intend on doing anything after that and that was like november 2019 and then i thought no have a crack at this this is a good laugh and a few of the others kept going with it and um yeah that was it really Aww. and then that's that's how we met yeah it? yeah yeah oh that's really nice and then have you found you've met a lot of nice people along the way loads yeah. yeah there's like literally like one person where i'm like no no you can you can go the wrong way mate so <laughs> yeah. it's fine um but yeah how about you how have you found it yeah i'm really well i was really enjoying it um and i was yeah i was feeling really it really gave me like a, a focus um mm-hmm. and yeah i 
yeah, I was so disappointed at the start of lockdown. I'm sort of used to it now, but... And I know everyone had their own disappointments, but I was like, I booked onto a comedy course and I had a few gigs lined up. And But yeah, never mind. Hopefully next year. Um, but yeah, it's just like the whole night meeting people and chatting, just the atmosphere. It's just a nice night out, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, even when you, you can't have a little drink um, yeah. and because you're driving and that, it's still a good crack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because I find that um, before I go on, I don't really like to have a drink because I want to be, like, aware of everything. Mm. I don't want to sort of feel slower, if you know what I mean. Um, but I'm, I think it's like comedy fuel for me. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it is, yeah. whether or not it I think comes out that way is different. I've heard some people say they have to have a drink before and some people don't. So I think, yeah, I think it's different for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is because I've noticed a few people like on the the northeast circuit like always turn up drunk, and they're like, "All right, well, if that works for you, but please don't let it be a problem, yeah. or just manage the problem." <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it is different. It is different for different folks, but yeah, there's not like it. Like the the first gig that I did, that the one at the stand, I was so nervous. I felt sick and everything, and. Um, aware like the, the Apple Watch and it was going like high heart rate alert and I'm like shit oh, this isn't good oh. <laughs> yeah. I had a few pints and it it was a lot better and then I was like shit it's my time to go on uh-huh. um, so I think I had a good like three or four pints of water to try and reverse the, the issue oh, yeah. and then it, it was totally fine but then on the photos and stuff I've seen from that night um, I do look minging oh. drunk eyes yeah but i was really pleased with how it went so you know pros and cons yeah rough and smooth oh was that last year then that you started it was yeah yeah Yeah, same for me it was like august last year ah cool just um, in time to like hit the the year and then have a fringe show imagine yeah that'd be good i know i was we were gonna go up to the fringe this year just to watch and i was so good i was gonna go to a couple of like open mics and things and oh, I'm so good it's not on but next no. next year I keep thinking yeah, but it is brilliant isn't it such a good well month if you're oh, lucky enough yeah. to get up for more than like a day or a night or whatever oh no it's never long so enough good. is it to, you go yeah. and you're like just I want to stay the whole month but I can't because <laughs> of money yeah it costs yeah, like a million one pounds day, one day yeah when we're headlining it <laughs> oh god yeah we'll just stroll in and stroll out and be like yeah I can't can't deal with it being a month long. Like we're, we're too busy and too too successful. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you tried? Do you, do you say you've not tried any of the online comedy? No, I've not. I really haven't. Have you had a go? No, I've got something coming up on this week, um, but no, I haven't done anything That's really. So I'm a bit no. nervous because it's it's going to be weird on just talking to your phone or your computer. Yeah, I think a panel show would be really good. Yeah, oh. that's what I'm on, like a panel show. Oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Give it a plug. Yeah, well, oh, um, what's it called? Popped Culture, it's called. Um, by the time this goes out, it'll have already been on, but I'll um, I'll put the link up, link in bio, people always say. Link in bio, that's it. <laughs> Swipe up. 
double click yeah. yeah all that sort of thing <laughs> yeah i'm a bit i'm quite nervous but yeah it should be good it's just like a daft panel show so um it can only be a good thing yeah at least you're gonna have some like feedback and stuff because i think it must feel like quite a lonely routine unless you've got something that's like almost written for no audience interaction ah yeah oh that's true yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, it might work better than stand-up. Because, yeah, you'd be waiting for the laugh, wouldn't you? Then nothing would happen. Yeah, like, timing's going to be different. And I think that's what put me off doing it, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Because you do sort of pace yourself on the laugh that you're hopefully getting. Exactly. And, and you're kind of waiting for that riff off what the crowd do and any noises that come out in the crowd. I think I prefer probably a bit of improv than written stuff. So I was yeah. like, oh, what if I miss the timing and I miss the line? Whereas improv, like... It'll just happen. <laughs> Did you have any sort of morale boosting star or any funny stories that you wanted to share? You've covered quite a lot of good things there. Just Cheers. If you had anything that you just had in your mind in particular. Actually, yes. So potentially uplifting. And something I just mentioned, this is, I'll come back to that before, was, um, so it's a bit of a weird one, right? So, as I mentioned, it's my birthday this week, oh, yeah. and one of the guys that uh, I worked with in that that team that I didn't like, and I'm still mates with them now, the ones that had Korean, yeah, um, gravy and chips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was he was even weirder than me at the time, looking back, because he was a vegan, oh. <laughs> and I don't know if that would have trumped the the gay or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe I'll never. Well, I'll probably never know. This is a mystery unsolved. How many years ago did you say that was? This was probably about 15 years ago. Oh, maybe level pegging so, at that time. It, I think it probably would have yeah. been. <laughs> <the> hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was his birthday and I said, oh, like, mate, what are you doing? Oh, should we go for a drink after work? We should mark it. And he went, nah, I've got no reason to celebrate. I went, oh, wow. Like, this oh. has got really deep. I was thinking he'd go, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do it. I went, no, I haven't really got any, any reason to celebrate this year. Oh, mate, that's, that's a bit of a downer. What, why, why are you saying that then? You know, well, I, every year, if I don't feel like I've accomplished something, then what's the point in celebrating another year on the planet? Aww. You should just let it go. And I was like, so like trodden down by that. Oh, that's really sad. Really sad. That is sad. <laughs> how, how, how does that work? Like, how do I respond to that? And it, I was just like, oh, well. I'd still take you out for a drink if you wanted one and, and that was kind of the end of that one and I thought about it a bit more and a bit more and then I think it was about three months later it was my birthday and then uh, I thought about what he said and I was like oh shit like what what can I do what like should I be following this is this a good thing and I've done it ever, ever since is that every year I try and achieve something that makes that birthday worth celebrating and and it becomes a really cool thing actually because if you if I think about it that way then I'll make a conscious effort to keep trying to do something a bit different or a bit better or you know get a certification and something. So looking back over this past year, bloody hell, I had a crack at doing stand up out of nowhere. Um, and the first gig was I know people obviously paid to be there because it was like a charity gig and people were supporting whoever was going on stage but it was still 350 people and I think most of them might have laughed oh, so that's something that's, isn't it? that's a big crowd yeah, <laughs> well it? Done, yeah. I don't think I'll get that again oh that's really good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
always talk to Kelly uh, Kelly Raj as uh, her stage name is. Um, <laughs> she she was on the same um, like ultra comedy thing. She's really and, funny. Uh, she's From really good. I've she's not really met her, really but good. she seems really cool. She's good crack. And um, I think it was the last gig I did. I was like, oh, I just didn't didn't feel right that one and she was like do you know what have you thought about this like our first gig was at the stand it was packed out it was 350 people they were all laughing they were all like everyone was willing you to do well like you're never going to get that peak again so don't look for it oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she shouldn't say don't look for it but that's that's the way I took it <laughs> I was like yeah actually when you put it like that actually even if you have a bit of a stinker of a gig like it probably wasn't as bad as if you'd continually done little gigs that were building up as opposed to being like, wham, here's your first gig. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Everyone's revved up and ready to go. So I'm counting that as a success anyway, first time stand-up. Oh, definitely. Got, got a new job, did a certificate. And I think there was something else fun I did that I hadn't done before. But yeah, it's, oh. I was trying to kind of do like a bucket list thing. So. Oh, that's really that's a good idea. So hopefully that's uplifting, bit oh, of morale is. boost. Oh, it is, yeah. So yeah, one one person might um, achieve something that's not really a big deal to another person, but it's just all about personal achievement, really, isn't it? Just to he- help yourself, um, and just and and I always say like, cause when I did stand up last year, I was telling everybody, I was like. I was proper preaching to everyone. <laughs> you need to, you need to do whatever you want to do. If you want to do it, you go for it. Like not just stand up, like anything. Yeah. Um. And one of my friends has got a um border collie, and she started doing sheepdog trials. And she said, "Oh, it went really bad. The um she was running off and she wasn't listening to me, and we we came last. And all these farmers had been doing it years and." And she was like, oh, it's so embarrassing. And I was like, I'm so proud of you for just trying it because yeah, so many people exactly. couldn't even, wouldn't even think to do it. So just anything that you think, oh, I'd like to give that a go, even if you come last, you've you've done it. Yeah. So... And it's like get enjoyment for yourself out of it. Yeah, um... that's the main thing. It's not to be first at everything. It's to, yeah. And to look back at the year, like you were saying, and be like, oh, I can't believe I've done that and definitely definitely um just constant um personal development i think is really important exactly i think it's a key thing in it like especially like you say if, if someone's thought oh we should have done that like why would you want to regret something that you could have had a crack at and really enjoyed yeah. it did well or actually just enjoyed the fact you did it yeah get amongst it you c- yes you can <laughs> but that was a bomber wasn't it yes you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, um, There's always a time to chant that, I think. Yeah, the uh, woman, what's that war poster with the woman with the strong uh, Rosie Riveter, yeah, we the, can do it. Or yeah, you can that's do it. it. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, if you're thinking, oh, I quite fancy having a go at um, can't think of anything. <laughs> well, something, something legal and something yeah. consensual, then yes. absolutely go and do it. Yeah, That's true, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know, milk art on, on coffee. That's a nice, safe one, isn't it? Do, do what on coffee? Milk art. You know, like when you go and get a coffee oh, and they'll do like a flower on the top yes. or whatever. Yes. Like, do it. Yeah. This oh. is what YouTube's for. Yeah. So I bet someone's sitting there thinking, oh, I'd love to have a go at latte art. 
Go, yeah. go sign up to a course. Oh, look Make on YouTube. Yeah. And then send me the photos. Yeah, write in. Yeah. Pen and paper, write in and tell <laughs> tell Millie how it went. I'll share your latte out on Insta. We'll have a swipe yes. up link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> swipe up, double click. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you for joining me for your water and a chat. <laughs> but that was really good. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Molly. It's been nice to have a bit catch up with you since it's been a little while since we've spoken anyway. And I was hoping when I met you at that gig, I was like, oh, look forward to seeing her again and then lockdown. So yeah. definitely when things get up and running, see you on the circuit. Definitely. And uh, I think we should get the coven out on tour. Yes. Yeah, we've definitely. got we've got a, a secret girls group in case anyone's wondering what that is. Girls group on tour. Definitely. Yeah. Well, enjoy your birthday. Have a lovely Thank time. Thank you. Enjoy um, uh, the countryside life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll catch you later. Will do. Thanks a lot. See you later. Magic. Cheers. Bye, Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's Tea with the Morale Queen with me, Millie Armstrong Clark, who you can follow on Instagram at Mill Comedy. Thanks to Katie D, my guest this week, for coming on. I'm sure you'll agree it was a wonderful episode. You can follow Katie on Instagram at Katie, which is K-A-T-Y underscore D underscore N-C-L. Don't forget to share, rate and subscribe to me poddy if you enjoyed it. And even if you didn't, just subscribe and then forget about it. I'll put a rating and then, I don't know, go and have a bath forget about it but either way rate and subscribe (laughs) thanks a lot see you next time go put the kettle on bye